Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Trust you're blessed and refreshed with God's goodness and grace in this place. And, uh, of course, it's a great treat every time your pastor calls me and we have fellowship over the phone or when our paths can cross and uh, have uh, enjoy each other's company and, and share a meal or two or three. You know, when your pastor and I get together, we just don't like one helping. We like several helpings at a time. Hallelujah. We, we enjoy uh, the fellowship around the table. And uh, it was great, of course, a couple of years ago to have your pastors with us in uh, Beirut, Lebanon. To have them personally uh, experience ministry there and share the love of the Father. Did a great, great job. The people always ask about you every time I talk to the Happy Wolf and all the gang in Lebanon and, of course, uh, the saints here. So thank you so much for being planted in this place. Thank you for letting uh, uh, the Word of God be anchored in your life and uh, transform uh, each and every one of us day by day. God is so good. I, I hope you're excited about the new year. You saw the little video there. Actually, this week we're just getting ready to host our annual missions conference this year we're calling it purchased i believe they may have a little screen or a little graphic about this and but uh, this is on my heart it's a verse out of revelation 5 9 kind of the imagery is in heaven and john the apostle the one who knew the love of the father the one who knew the love of jesus you know revelation is not really as much about end time events is it is about the revelation of Jesus. And sometimes people can go through revelation and stay confused. Well, a lot of things about really the heart of the Father and the love of God is a mystery. And uh, particularly when people try to delve into the end time uh, scenarios and things like that. But in heaven, in this passage, in Revelation 5, 9, it said they sang a new song saying you are worthy for you were slain and you have purchased us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. I love this verse. It's a great mission verse. And you all know I'm a mission guy. And so I decided this year to call it purchase. It's a done deal for everyone everywhere. It's a done deal for you. All you got to do is have the audacity to believe it. And Jesus gives you the faith to believe in him. This is the beautiful thing about it. You don't got to work up nothing. You can just rest in the revelation of what he's done and say amen to it. And when you believe he purchased you, God in Christ reconciled you to himself. You can stop making payments. See, religion in religious worldviews, even in Christendom, always puts you on a stinking payment plan. And enough is never enough. They're always grasping for more, 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 more. Do, 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 do. Pray, 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 pray. Pray harder, pray harder, pray harder, pray. I can't pray any harder. And you've got to deliver yourself from this world system view of purchase. You know, in our system, in our culture... When people buy something, they say they purchase something, but they really don't own it. In other words, we just went through the Christmas season. How many of y'all bought clothes for your loved ones or electronics or something for your grandkids or something? And you purchased something from Best Buy or Walmart or wherever you did your shopping, but you may still be paying on it every month on a credit card with excessive interest rates. Now, you technically purchased it, 
But in reality, you didn't. For example, on the bigger purchases in life, for example, a car, you may say you purchased a car, but really what you did, you signed up to pay for it over 60 months or 72 months, five years, six years. And usually you trade it in. And so people are always paying and they don't feel comfortable unless their flesh is involved. And we take that same world. Now, if you think you've purchased it, just stop making your payment. You will see who really owns you. And you'll see who owns what you think you own. And so we take this worldview into our relationship with God. And we say, God purchased us in Christ, but we have to keep paying. And so I want to put something in your heart today that can absolutely thrill you. If you can believe it. Now, if you can't believe it, just keep making payments. And that's okay, too. It would be like me buying a car. And let's say, for sake of illustration, let's say Pastor Mark represents the bank. Let's say uh, (laughs) I borrow the money from Pastor Mark. And uh, so I'm making the payments on the car. Let's say I'm paying... uh, $400 a month over six years, let's say, for example. So I'm paying, I'm writing my check out every month, and I feel comfortable in the car. But let's say, for example, Pastor Mark contacts me about 24 months months in and says, Hey, Keith, listen, you don't really have to pay anymore because an anonymous person understood your plight that your money was tight every month. And they wanted to give you $400 a month extra in your income stream just so you could help take care of your family. But since I don't know who the donor was, I'm still insecure because I've had past experiences when I wouldn't make the payment and they would come and get the car. They would repossess the car. So because I can't believe what he tells me, every month I write the check because I feel more comfortable about me. My flesh feels more comfortable making payments knowing that nobody's going to take what is mine instead of believing that an anonymous donor, let's say like Brother George, who, who, who was an anonymous donor and paid the car off, but because I don't understand the love of the donor, I can't be free with what was really provided. See, until you understand the love of God... In Christ, in the astonishing payment that is once and for all, that you have an eternal redemption, you don't got to pay nothing again. You're paid in full. If you can believe that, give the Lord a shout at this for Hallelujah. It's good. So we need to always start our year and start our lives and start every day. Not with our own capacity to try to qualify and to do and to be successful and to be blessed. I always tell people you always need to start from where it was finished. See, every bit during the beginning of every year, you know, people always make uh, New Year's resolutions. I used to do that. I don't do it anymore. Because it was always flesh generated. It was always flesh ideas, always flesh vision. I used to always make uh, dreams for ministry based on the flesh. 
based on trying to be successful. Based on what other people would think. But Jesus delivered me from me. Now, I make every plan for my life, for the ministry, not based on me, but based on the Lamb. I start where it was finished. And when you rest in the finished work that I am purchased to God, you think different. You think different if you don't need payments to qualify. You think different if somebody else has pre-approved you. You have a freedom in your soul to trust God and do absolutely crazy things that are so embracive, so inclusive to the world, to people that are different than you, that people that cultures are different, worldviews are different, but you can understand the value of the love of the Father in a whole new way. So we need to understand what Jesus did is finished. This is what it says in John 19.30. It says, so when Jesus had received the sour wine, this is when he's on the cross. He said, it is finished. It is finished. And he bowed his head. And he gave up his spirit or he gave up the ghost. So what, what, what did his work do for you? It accomplished everything. For you pertaining to your relationship with God. His work pre-approved you before the Father. Today and always and eternally. And you got to just trust His work because your work will never be good enough. The only thing it will do, it will exhaust the heck out of you. And make you so judgmental about you and everybody around you. You won't even enjoy your own company. You've got to come to the place where you can rest in what He's done. And say yes and amen. So again, Revelation chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. We read it off that little image, that little graphic. Let me uh, read it again. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible, by the way. It says, they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll, to open the steel, uh, seals, for you were slain. And you have redeemed or purchased us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you made us kings. You made us priests to God, and we shall reign on the earth. Now, what has been finished? What is actually finished? How does this really affect you and me? Well, your reconciled position before the Father is secured, and you didn't secure it. So you might as well just breathe, even though you can't fully understand it, and even though you're not going to make payments to try to qualify for it, you have to believe that what Jesus has done is enough. And that's what grace is all about. Grace is the unmerited beauty of the Father's love given so we can be reconciled. And all you do is say amen to it. You just say, yes, I believe it, I receive it. And by faith you step into the favor of God, the grace of God, and take your reconciled position. Because God now doesn't see you for you. He sees you in Christ, in the beloved, and you're safe, you're uh, secured, you're forgiven there. So... What is finished is your reconciled position before the Father. And what else is finished is the old system or the old covenant. Hebrews talks a lot about it. Hebrews chapter 8 said it's obsolete, said it's passing away. Jesus said, I've come to establish a new covenant in my blood. And so there's a new operating system. So the old system will just frustrate the heck out of you. It's like an old technology that doesn't work right. It'll make you go nuts. So don't live by it. Don't live by it. 
Live under the beauty of what Jesus has done for you and say amen to it. So you are purchased by God. So the idea of the purchase, the ongoing payments, most people never really own anything that's big like a house, a car. We keep on paying. And that's what religion will do to you. Religion will make you pay constantly. And it will use guilt as a motivation. It will use condemnation as a motivation. It will use shame as a motivation based on your flesh. God doesn't see you according to your flesh. He sees you according to your redeemed innocence. And once you wake up to the realm of your righteousness, you can then sin not. But you've got to come to the place to believe I'm purchased and I've got to make no more payments. So like I said, religion will always tell you the thing to do, 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 do. All you end up with is a bunch of do, do. You know what I mean? But, or more, 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 more. Huh? More this, more this. You know, and people, people are exhausted. And then when they don't do more, they feel guilty. They feel like they're apart from God. They feel like they're not right with God. Or pray hard. There's one precious lady. They're beautiful, beautiful people. And she always has a thousand prayer requests every time she sees me. And she's so precious because she grabs me and she looks up at me. And uh, she says, Keith, I said, what is it, my dear? She said, oh, Keith, Keith, please, please, please pray hard, pray hard, pray hard, pray hard, pray hard. And she mentions her her personal problems with her kids. Pray hard, pray hard, pray hard. So I pray for her always on the spot. And I said, my, my, my dear one, that's as hard as we have to pray. We use the name of Jesus. Yeah. We look to the Lamb of God who's got your life covered, who's got your world covered, who's got your kids covered, who's got your grand... I, I don't need to work any harder at this now. I'm going to rest in the Father's love. And as the Lord prompts you in my heart, I'm going to decree His blessing over you. But, but I don't, I don't got to get on a treadmill anymore to try to twist God's arm about nothing. It's a done deal. Jesus did it all. And we can come to the place to decree a thing, and it can be established in the love of the Father. So, even a lot of people fast, 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 fast. You know, everybody's fasting, and that's wonderful. I used to always fast right after Thanksgiving, because I felt as big as the Goodyear blimp. Hallelujah. So, I would... I would fast, and I used to pride myself. Now, you would never do this because you're such a holy man. But I used to always, I used to always, you know, and then announce how long I fasted. With nothing but water, of course. Not one of these Daniel fasts where everybody posts online what you can eat. But I fasted water only. See, I tried my self-righteousness to work, you know, the system. And, you know, thank God for fasting. I still fast. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm saying don't use any of the... I still pray. I pray all the time, okay? But it's a different type of prayer. It's not a prayer as a payment. It's a prayer as a response. It's not a prayer tried to get something done. It's a prayer because everything has been done. It's a fast not trying to get something to happen. It's a fast because I'm so immersed in the beauty of the love of the Lamb. I'm absolutely thrilled with what He's doing. And then I go for days sometimes, just immersed in the love of the Father and fast. But what I'm trying to say is don't use it as a payment plan in terms of qualifying for anything. You have everything in Christ 
that you'll ever need. The truth of the matter is your purchase to God. It's a done deal. There's no more add-ons. There's no more payments. You are good to God because of what Jesus has done. And this is the good news. This is the demonstration of the love of God. You are paid in full in relation to the reality of your redeemed innocence before God. Jesus got you everything. He got you your righteousness. He got you your peace. He got you your holiness. He got you your... He is your everything. He is your peace. He is your joy. He is your satisfaction. He is your contentment. He is your fulfillment. And all God's people can say, Amen. Amen. Now, what has God done for you in Christ? How can you know that you have been purchased? Well, you just look to the cross. I like the imagery coming into the sanctuary. The cross. See, Paul, in the New Covenant, he said that's the only thing he preaches. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He said that's the only thing I know. Because the new system is based on the obedience of one to the cross, not my obedience to qualify. The New Covenant is based on God and Jesus. I'm only in the covenant based on faith in the Lamb. Okay? So the New Covenant is not weak. It can't be broken. It can't be altered. God in Christ did a deal for everyone everywhere. All I've got to do is understand the unfolding love of God in Christ where God demonstrated His love in Christ. And by faith, believe it and receive it. Now, how do I know that I've been purchased? I believe it says, you know, in 2 Corinthians 5 that God was in Christ reconciling the world. To himself, So he did everything from start to finish. But I really believe that uh, three, three simple things I want to share with you today. God has, God has signed for you with Christ. God has signed for you with, with the blood of Jesus. Uh, at the New Life Center, by the way, uh, your pastor's been there. Pastor Brenda's going to come soon, one day. But uh, this week at our conference, we're going to be hosting our conference at the New Life Center. There's a little flyer. In the back of the Nations magazine is now a Nations report. <laughs> but uh, it's the Life Center USA. You can, you can get a copy. And there's some other pictures of ministry around the world and buildings that we're building and things. But uh, it's a couple days ago this guy brought this. Uh, he had four boxes. The UPS guy. So I met him on the front steps. I was going out. He was coming in. I asked him if he needed some help. I said, I'll help you. So he said, really? I said, yeah. He said, well, heavy. I said, I don't care. Man, you're dealing with a buff brother right here. You're, you're dealing with the man. Hallelujah. Huh? So I helped him carry these boxes in. And uh, then he needed somebody to sign for them. And he had an electronic little thing. And I do my little scribble that nobody can read. It's absolutely atrocious, the signature. It's, it's undistinguishable. Anyway, so then he, he looked at it and he looked at me and said, what is your name? I said... I said, Hershey, like the chocolate bar. And so he types it in. He says, hey, thanks so much. In other words, he wanted to know who signed for the stuff. Whose hands was it in? I want you to know God in Christ signed for you with the blood of Jesus. He takes responsibility for you. You are in his hands. Give him a shout of joy. Hallelujah. He signed for you. With the blood of Jesus. Here's what Peter says. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18. Knowing. In other words. Now this you got to know precious one. You got to know this. I mean this. this you got to believe. Otherwise you'll still make payments. You'll always subconsciously be making payments. You'll always be feeling guilty about a frailty of your flesh. 
and you'll always think you're disqualified. You'll always think of yourself as apart from God in some sense because of your frailty and your humanity. You have to know that you were not redeemed or purchased with corruptible things like silver and gold from your aimless conduct received from the the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. You've been signed with the blood of the lamb. God signed for you with the blood of Jesus and he takes full responsibility for you. Can you believe that? Can you believe that he's got you? Can you believe you're redeemed? Can you believe he's got nothing on you? Can you believe you're that clean? See, the currency of the kingdom is not your faith. The currency of the kingdom is the blood of the Lamb. Faith gives you the pleasure and the joy of living life in this earth with the revelation of what he's done for you. Without faith in the blood, you have no idea of of your reconciled position. I always tell the story about Passover in the Old Covenant. when When the instruction was given to put blood on the door. And when the death angel passed over, if the blood was there, the household's preserved. But if the blood is not visible and seen... The firstborn dies. What a bummer, huh? You know what the the Jewish people did? They put blood on the door. Now, some of them sat in their house and said, Well, thank God for the blood of the Lamb. Everything's fine. Let's enjoy the night. Let's have some family time. Let's let's, let's just be encouraged. Other people put blood on the door and said, Dear God, I've, I've not been that good. They could be a nervous wreck. They could be cussing each other out. They could be calling each other's names. The oldest, the oldest you know, son in the house could be really angry. Dad, 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 you know, you're such a loser. I could be gone tonight, you know. But you know, if the blood was seen, the house was spared. Whether a person was in faith or a person was in fear. See, the blood is the currency that secures you. Faith gives you the pleasure of experiencing really the reality of what the blood provides. Faith for your righteous position, you finally understand, I am the righteousness of God in Christ by faith. I decree it. I've got faith in the blood. But it's the blood that saved you. Your faith just secured your position with understanding. Wow, I've got peace with God. And so it's important to understand that the blood is enough. Look at it says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. The Bible says, in Jesus Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. God signed for you with the blood of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. You have the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his unmerited favor. It's absolutely magnificent. So God signed for you. Number two, God sealed you. And God sealed you with himself, by himself, with his spirits. That's what the Bible teaches. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit of promise. You've been signed 
and you've been sealed. You have the seal of approval. You have the seal of acceptance. You have the seal of the Father's favor. favor. You have the seal that you are in the family of God. And you understand the Bible teaches in 1 John 4, 4, that greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. You have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. You've been signed for. And you have been sealed. Can you believe that? Can, or, or are you the kind... You know, people that are always making payments, they always believe the Spirit can come and go. See, people who are always making payments think bad things happen to them in life, always based on them, and if they're not making proper payments. and They always have the prayer of David, Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Well, that's an old covenant mindset. Where the Spirit was upon you. In the new covenant, the Spirit is within you. And what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verses 5 and 6, it says, He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. Hebrews 13, 5 says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For He has Himself said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So we can boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. Do you have confidence in the love of the Lamb? Do you believe you're purchased? Or do you live on a payment system in your religious life? In your life of Christendom? Are you on a payment plan so your flesh feels comfortable? Or is it Jesus plus nothing and you've got everything? I've been purchased by God. And you know what? If heaven gets excited about that and the angels surround the throne and they proclaim it, you ought to hear the response to it. You know, the Bible says all things have been reconciled. Things in heaven, things on earth, things under the earth. You know, the the, the majesty of the finished work of Jesus Christ is indescribable. And it's all a picture of the love of God. It affected and influenced heaven itself. And the angelic beings of heaven, they were awe and awe, and they have nothing else to say. I'll show you from the scripture. When you come to the place of astonishment in the love of God, that there's no more to be paid, no more to be done, forever and ever, it does something in your spirit that absolutely sets you free. Don't be the kind of person who's always making payments. And thinking, oh my goodness, the Lord left me. No, he didn't. I don't know about you, but I live in a weak, weak flesh system. It's called my body. My goodness, this thing, this thing can speak up now and then. My mind can have bad thoughts of people. My mind can be judgmental. Not of you, of course, because you are so wonderful. But it, just, I'm talking about general life's, life's hardships. Life's pains. There's sometimes I've said things. You would never believe Keith Hershey said it. Thank God you don't. Hallelujah. But Keith Hershey. <laughs> Keith Hershey is very human. But you know what I understand? I've been purchased. And so have you. You're purchased by God. And he'll never leave. Number three, you've been signed for, you've been sealed for, and you have been delivered. You've been delivered from this present evil age. How many know the world system absolutely stinks with filth and wickedness? People abusing, governments abusing, systems abusing. 
ripping off the poor, abusing, using, regulating with, with so-called laws so they can justify absolute ungodliness. But you and I, we've been delivered from this present evil age. That's what it says in Galatians chapter 1, verse 3. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins. He gave himself for our sins. It's a one-time payment that he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of God. This is the will of God that you believe you, you, you've been delivered. You are delivered from the system. You're delivered from the power of darkness too. You're delivered from the influence of hell's hold in your soul. Colossians 1.13 says, He, Jesus, has delivered us from the power of darkness. He's translated us or conveyed us into the kingdom of his dear son. God's delivered you in Christ. And you're delivered from sin. It talks about it. Romans 16. I'm not going to take time to read all the verses. But you are signed for, you are sealed for, and you have been delivered. You might as well live in the reality of it or... You know, live with, yeah, that's good, but I want to be in the equation too. Let me keep paying. Because I really know nobody's going to come get my stuff if I'm paying. You've been bought with a price, friend. This is radical love. You've been purchased by God. And when you know this and when you believe this, you can change the way you think. And this will actually change the way you live. You can glorify God now in your body. You can glorify God in your spirit. Which are God's, by the way. That's what the scripture says. Look at it says in 1 Corinthians 6.20. The Bible says, You were bought with a price. The blood of the Lamb. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Now see, what payment plan people do is they're always trying to glorify God in the body to believe they're secured. But we as new covenant believers should do is be focused on I'm bought with a price. Therefore, I glorify God. Always have your righteousness based on the lamb so you can have changes in your physical, uh, fleshly uh, activity, work or whatever. When, when you know I've been bought with a price, therefore, I'll glorify God in my body. When you awake to righteousness, then sin doesn't have a dominance. But you have to understand the righteousness position before the Father has nothing to do with you. It has to do with Jesus. So take your place purchased by God. You were bought with a price. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Do you believe that you belong to him? Do you believe you're God's? Do you believe really he's... He's been delivered in your hands. He's signed for you. He's respond. Do you, do you believe he's responsible to help you in your relationships and with the management of your money and with the provision of your life and getting you the right job and the right career? Do you, do you believe he's got you? Or are you still striving and thrashing? I was talking <laughs> with pastors Mark and Ben about grandkids and Heidi uh, called me this morning and um, our grandkids stayed uh, at our house last night. And one of them stayed in her bed, who's three, and she's like a windmill in bed. She, she goes in circles. She's a thrasher. 
And so when I'm there, I'm usually thrown out of the bed. I said, Heidi, how is it that you prefer the granddaughter over me in bed? And she said, Keith, it's not even a close vote. I mean, it's, it's going to be the... Anyway, but the, the granddaughter is like a thrasher. So she was telling me last night that Abigail, our three-year-old granddaughter, was just thrashing and thrashing and just beating the daylights out of Heidi, you know, through the night. But, but uh, you and I, don't, we don't have to live that way. We can rest. We can rest. We can rest. I... Am God's. That's what the last part says. You are God's. My body, my spirit, they are God's. Yeah. Hallelujah. They are God's. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Signed, sealed, delivered. I am yours. <laughs> How do you respond? The the angels. Look at. Let's go back to Revelation chapter five. I'm gonna I'm gonna start where. Or stop where I finish. Revelation, just turn there in your Bible because I want to show you a few verses. Revelation chapter 5. We started in verse 9 and 10. Again, this is a picture in heaven, Revelation 4 and 5. It's really, really astonishing what happened in the next few verses. They're just decreeing about the Lamb and the worthiness of the Lamb. And uh, verse 13, it goes on, that they blessing and honor and glory and power. Be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Just, just the angels are just in awe about the purchase. That's what they're in awe about. That everyone's been purchased to God. From every nation, tribe, and tongue. They're in awe about it. But then they had nothing else to say. So look at it. It says in verse 14. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down. And worshipped him who lives forever and ever. Now, I want to just think about the imagery of this just for a few minutes. The best thing that I believe a believer can do when they really sit in the midst of the perfect work, and the finished work of Jesus, and get a view of the Lamb of God in the cross, which is what the angels were doing in heaven. I think the conclusion of the matter is always such astonishment where you have nothing else to say. You have nothing else to add. You have no, but what about this? But what about that? But what about me? What about my past? What about this? What about I just, what, 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 what? When you come to the place, you know, you're signed, sealed, and delivered. So there's no ands, ifs, or buts. And you know what you do? You just say amen. You know what amen means? So be it. You, you know the astonishing love of God is, is inexplainable? Your redemption is totally inexplainable? Our minds, the grace of God is totally inexplainable? It's going to take ages for it to be unveiled to us, in, in, you know, when, when, when we get out of this life in, into our eternal type life? It's going to be unfolded constantly? And in heaven itself, where the blood of the Lamb has also reconciled, the angels finally had to shut up, so to speak, sit down, or lay down, or fall down, and just say, Amen. 
You know the best place for a believer to come to is when you're so overwhelmed about life and you and the circumstances where you got a great church to come into and you can come in and they're practicing worship or whatever and you just sit down and you look at the cross. And you know all you got to do? You just got to have enough boldness to say, Amen. I'm signed for, I'm sealed for, I'm delivered for, I'm going to have no ands, I'm going to have no ifs, I'm going to have no buts, I'm going to stop making payments to make myself feel better, to qualify, I am good to God because of the Lamb, it's good for everyone, everywhere, I'm going to announce the news, Jesus is my Savior, hallelujah, amen, a little over a week ago, Andre Crouch passed away. How many know Andre Crouch, a Christian songwriter for the last 40 years or so? His uh, church is two minutes from the Life Center. Wow. Next time you're there, I'll drive you by there. I drove by there the other day when he Which passed one? away. Which one? It's uh, um, uh, No, 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 the new one. Life Center USA. So you just go down Glen Oaks, take a ride on Vaughn, and it's just like... Four blocks from, uh, from Life Center USA. I went by the church, and it said, we, we celebrate Andre Crouch. Yeah. So what I did uh, last Saturday night when I learned he died, I got online just some of the old songs. Because a lot of the songs back in the early 70s, yeah. I would sing. You all know, know songs like this? He would sing songs like, uh, I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cared. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. So glad he did. Where would I be if Jesus didn't love me? Where would I be if Jesus didn't care? goes on and on. He wrote songs like, uh, To God Be the Glory. The blood will never lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountain. It flows. He wrote songs like, through it all, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God through it all. You just look into the Lamb. You look into the cross. You look into Jesus. But here, he also wrote a song called, Let the Church... Say amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. For God has spoken. Let the church say amen. You know what? I like that song because I think that is contemplative to what the angels did. That at the end of the conclusion of looking to the Lamb and saying, Behold, and worthy, and hallelujah, and wow. All they could do in the end is just sit down and basically shut up and fall down and roll around and fall prostrate and the only word they had that could help their heart was just amen just amen you know sometimes your pastors are preaching and they're preaching on the love of the father the goodness of God what you have in Christ all these things and you sit back there and think gosh how's that going to work for me you know what you all need don't figure don't try to figure it out just rest in the love of the father look to the love of the lamb look to the cross of Jesus Christ and just say amen Amen. Glory be to God. Just say amen to the love of the Lamb. Give the Lord a shout, somebody. Hallelujah. There's another great old song. 
This is our response to the mystery of the cross. The mystery of God's love and acceptance. It's the mystery that we've purchased. All you've got to do is just say amen. You know what religion will tell you? Just do it. It's the Nike slogan. It's all up to you. It's all up to your flesh. It's all up. Do more. Do more. Do it harder. Do it harder. Repent more. Repent more. I've repented. You know, I'm always repent. I'm always changing my mind to the focus of the Lamb. Because my mind wanders. I'm repenting every day, changing my mind. Confess. You know, people get so condemned. I didn't confess 27,000 verses today. I have one pastor friend uh, who goes and tells everybody for them to get healed, they have to have their confession a thousand times a day. Sounds like a lot of work to me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look to the Lamb of God, decree who I am in Christ because of the blood of the Lamb, and just say amen. Hallelujah. The work is done. Like the old song, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste. Glory divine. I'm an heir of salvation. I'm purchased by God. I'm born of his spirit. Washed in his blood. This is my story, and I'm sticking to it. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. (laughs) Stand to your feet, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands to heaven and just thank God for his grace. Just say amen. Amen. Say amen, Jesus. Amen. 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 I am purchased by God forever and ever. I have been signed for. I have been sealed. I have been delivered. I have no ands, no ifs, no buts. I'm making no more payments to qualify for anything. I am pre-approved, and I just say, Amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise, somebody. Can you do that?